Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now for our story. For some time now, Jessie Calvert had been jumpy, irritable. She was worried. Her claim to Ben Calvert's money was in danger of being threatened, and she wasn't sure how close that danger might be. And so this afternoon, Jessie had gone into Wakefield to the bank. Ostensibly, the reason for her errand had to do with a discrepancy of her monthly statement. Actually, there was something Mrs. Ben Calvert was very anxious to find out. But now she appears outside the little rail which separates David Bowman's desk from the main room. And David looks up, invites her to come in and sit down opposite him. I hope I'm not disturbing you, David. You look impressively busy. Not too busy. Is there something I can do for you, Jesse? Yes, there's an item in this month's statement. Oh, but that can wait, David. Don't hurry about it. Well, I'm sure we can straighten the matter out. Well, I could easily have made the error myself. Although I did check back. Well, it might be our fault, you know. As long as people are people and not machines, there's always going to be fallibility. Frankly, I'm rather glad of it. You mean a world of perfect human beings might be somewhat terrifying? <laughs> exactly. I suppose it might. Not that there's much danger. No, David, the world is still far from perfection. People, hatred and fear. Discouraging. Jesse, I'm surprised. I've always thought of you as a firm realist. Perhaps I am, basically. But sometimes I do get fed up. Well, I hope this, this discouragement is only temporary. Sometimes when one's resistance is lowered, the world appears to be dreadfully bleak. I have an idea you're not feeling well. You mean I'm not looking well? Hmm, perhaps a bit tired? <laughs> It's all right, you needn't be chivalrous. I'm unhappy, and it shows, that's all. Unhappy, Jessie? Does it surprise you? After all, David, your sister was once married to Ben. Jessie, I'd rather not Oh, don't be alarmed, David. I don't intend dragging out any family skeletons regarding my marriage. I know how you feel about Ben. I simply feel it's not right for me to discuss something about which I know so little. You don't know a great deal about me, that's true. To be truthful, I've always been well aware you weren't particularly fond of me either. Please, I'd rather... And I don't blame you. I know I've never given you much reason to like me. You see, that's where my realistic approach to life comes in handy. I suppose I have a nerve talking to you like this. But you're one person in town who knows as much about Ben and his peculiarities as I do. It gives me the feeling we have something in common, in a way. Ben's an unhappy man, Jesse. He does himself more harm than he does anyone else. I'm not so sure of that. Ben does a lot of damage, but it's not only to himself. I, I think that's one of the things that's been getting me down. 
Bannon was vindictive, revengeful streak. I try to be what a loyal wife should be, but when it comes to assuming Ben's hatred, his meanness, I... well, look at his treatment of his daughter, for instance. Kit. Yes, Ben's been harsh with her. I don't pretend I've ever been fond of Kit, but even so, now that she's ill, mentally ill, well, in the name of human decency, I feel I should make allowances for what she did to me in the past. I'm glad you can see it that way, Jesse. If only Ben did. After all, Kit's his daughter. I keep telling him he should be willing to forgive. For my part, I sincerely hope she'll recover her health. I, I've been wondering how she's getting along. Well, then I believe I can give you some news. You can? Yes. I had a long talk with Kit's doctor for the sanitarium only the other day. Well, what does he say, David, regarding Kit's condition? He's quite hopeful. You don't say? She's better? Yes. In fact, Larrabee says there's good reason to hope Kit may be entirely cured before long, if everything goes along as it has been going. You mean she'll be able to leave the sanitarium? We hope so. According to the doctor, before long, Kit may resume a normal, healthy life. Jessie Calvert did her best to look pleased at this information, which was even worse than she had feared. She didn't know that David spoke with more optimism than he actually felt. That, in part, his statement was the result of what he hoped would happen. A few minutes later, Jessie left the bank. As she drove straight to the home of her former lover, Brett Cameron, she was filled with anger and frustration a state of mind which was instantly apparent to the man who knew her so well. Darling, you're all tied up in knots about something. What's wrong? Oh, I'll tell you in a minute, Brett. I... Oh, I've got to get a grip on myself first. Oh, it makes me absolutely furious. Hey, take off your coat. Sit down and have a drink. And we'll discuss things calmly. No, I don't want to drink. Just make me feel worse. And as for being calm, that's asking the impossible. You know, Jesse, I'm beginning to be seriously worried about you. Well, you may well be. Plenty to worry about. Well, you going to come out with it, or are you going to keep on talking in circles? Brett, I'm so desperately fed up. Yes, I know. Lately, every time you come here, you're like a woman pursued by demons. Frankly, I'm rather fed up myself. You mean with me? Well, after all, my dear, a man doesn't like to be constantly in the midst of an emotional hurricane. We're forgetting how to laugh together, Jesse. And if you'll remember, it was the capacity to laugh which drew us together in the first place. That and certain delicious femininity of yours. Well, if you keep up the way you have been, all that becomes meaningless. But what do you expect of me, for heaven's sake? For months now, I've been living in a state of constant suspense. It's enough to drive a person into a nervous breakdown. And now, just to top everything, Kit's to be released from the sanitarium. She is? Really? When did you find that out? Just before I came here. I talked to David Bowman. Well, hold on a minute. You mean Kit's recovered? He says she's well on the way. And that's why you came barging over here. Well, you surely don't consider it good news, do you? Well, I don't see that it matters particularly one way or the other. What? Well, why should it? What's the difference whether Kip's in a mental hospital or in prison with a nice, comfortable stretch ahead of her? Well, if there were any guarantee that she'd go to prison. But there isn't, Brett. The district attorney's office seems to have forgotten the case completely. If it has, then a little prompting may be in order. Oh, what good will that do? Well, it makes it obligatory for the law to see that she's punished. 
You're always so glib, Brett. You make everything sound perfectly simple. Look, darling, I'm just as impatient as you are. Do you think I like this waiting around? Well, if you don't, then why don't you do something besides talk? I can't do anything by myself. I told you my plan. First of all, we have to be sure Kit's safely tucked away, as I said. And that's no trick because it's not a question of framing the girl. She's actually guilty and everyone knows it. The minute she's released from that sanitarium is cured, then we simply make sure that the DA's office clamps down on her. Probably. I do so far. But that still leaves Ben. Yes. Still leaves Ben. If you remember, I figured out a very neat scheme to take care of Ben. A scheme that requires a certain cooperation from you, my dear. Yes. Yes, I know. But... Oh, Brett, I'm not sure I can go through with it. I may be a lot of things, but when it comes to... Don't say it, Jesse. Such an unpleasant word. Whether you articulate it or not, the fact remains. You're trying to say that you want to back out? If so, I wish you'd make it definite once and for all. As I said before, I'm just as fed up as you, if not more so. And if you've lost your nerve, don't want to follow through on my plan, I'd like to know it. What would you do if I said I'd lost my nerve? Clear out of Wakefield for good. There'd be no point in my staying. You'd go away? Just like that? Leave me? Jesse, I've never pretended to be an unselfish man. I have my charms, but altruism isn't counted among them. So, if you want to back out, I'd simply go on to other, if not greenery, pastures. It's your choice, my dear. What are you going to do? Brett, I can't lose you. I can't. Very well, darling. Then I take it you're willing to help put my plan for Ben into action. Am I right? Yes, Brett. I'll do it. And so Ben Calvert's wife and the man she couldn't bear to lose sealed Ben's fate for their own satisfaction. Just as Ben Calvert, for his, had destroyed the happiness of Carl and Mario Descari, as well as that of his former son-in-law, Bill Mead, and Aunt Mary's niece. But I wonder if Brett and Jesse will succeed in their plan. A plan which has such an ugly word they dare not speak it aloud, even to each other.